Hello, everybody, and welcome to the High Suspicious Podcast with Louis and Preston. My name is Louis. My name is Preston. Reporting once again, live from the Trap House. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's weird for like a, a work day. We closed early, so I had to do like closing shit, shit. Ton of closing shit. Which is usually shit you try to avoid with early shifts, I know. And the fact that we're closing right as school is letting out and shit, so we're getting our, like, little afternoon rush Yeah. while we're trying to close, <laughs> and there's three fucking people there. So at a certain point, we're just like, we're not doing food right now. And then and then what we're, like, food? counting it down, and it's so funny, because right at two when we closed, we got the only burst of cars in, like, hours. It had so been it dead as fuck, and then two o'clock rolls around, and everybody's like, all right, time to get it on my way home. It's like that one episode of Spongebob where they're open 24-7. Oh my fucking god. Who wants a Krabby Patty at 5 a.m.? Oh boy, 5 a.m. Just wait, Squidward. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Preston. This is the second part of our back-to-back-to-back that we're doing before I go out of town. Yeah. And I woke up today and I prayed to God for a topic. I was like, please, God, something come to me because I have no idea what the fuck we're about to talk about. Because we recorded yesterday and we're somehow going to have to find something to record tomorrow. I hope the people that we fucking hit up fucking hit us back up. It came to me. You it know, came to it you. was divine. It, yeah. was, it was put into my brain or my timeline rather as a blessing. I'm going to bring it way back. Way, 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 way back. About as far way back as you can bring this podcast. Okay. To the first episode. Okay. You remember the conversation we had about uh, posthumous albums? Let's talk about it. Because I have some shit. Okay. Do you know what's significant about March 9th, 1997? That's the day that Biggie died. Ah... It has been that's a good twenty five years, and they just can't leave my man alone. And there's some X shit I want to bring up too. X makes a little more sense because he only died what five years ago or something right. like that. Did Biggie just have that much? Biggie just shit? no. That's the point. They just keep using them. They just keep using the same. They keep reaching into the vault and finding these Biggie verses that were never probably meant to be put out. Yeah. And they're slapping Ty Dolla Sign on it on a modern sounding beat, and it's just like who the fuck owns why? this music? That's what I need to know. And another thing about Biggie that I also saw. They done put Biggie Smalls in the metaverse. No, they didn't. They put Biggie in the metaverse, man. How the fuck? Like, there's like a whole VR experience where yeah, you can like that's be what metaverse in, like, is. the juicy video. Well, that's, that is one of the things that I've seen them advertise is literally you can have a form of you save to the metaverse. Like, that is one of the things they, they market it for. That's literally... What's the Black but, Mirror? That's literally an episode of Black Mirror. But the thing is, Biggie's consciousness isn't yeah, on Biggie's, the metaverse. Biggie's He's been dead, dead as fuck. Dead yeah. for 50 years before fucking metaverse was even said out loud and people actually thought it was a legitimate idea. Instead of somebody just tripping say. on fucking acid or mushrooms oh, or oh, DMT. Oh, the metaverse. We'll just all live in this virtual world together that's like real life but not. As, as please the earth simmer burns. down, simmer down, sir. Please take <laughs> your meds. Calm down, sir. You're, Calm down. You're in too lit up. Okay. So yeah, I think all of that shit 
is fucking ridiculous. But I also saw this X stuff that... Wait, so is it a digital biggie that's just gonna fucking sing, like, lyrics at you? Yeah, fuck that. And there's a new X song dropping Friday with Kanye again. I'd like to say out loud that Kanye didn't make any work or recognize X's work at all while he was alive. And I'm not necessarily saying that he's just doing things for attention at this point. However... But it's just kind of washed up, because... It's, like, two albums ago, X sounded fucking unfinished. Yeah. Like, like the shit that they were dropping for him in, like, 2019 sounded unfinished as fuck. It sounded like it should not have ever came out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they also have a fucking uh, X documentary come out. They're having a documentary come out with this album that's supposed to come out. That's weird. That's really... Wait, so is it... Who's making the documentary? They're people. The, the I was people about to say, if, they're, it's, they're if it to... was Kanye <laughs> trying to make a documentary, can you imagine Kanye narrating a documentary? About X. <laughs> oh Kanye, my fucking God. Kanye's like, Jose Onfree was 15 years old when he fell in love with rap. Talking like uh, Liam Neeson in a nature documentary. Way too close to the mic. So, so I, all of that's funny. All of that's fucked up. But this is what I want the conversation to be. Is it fucked up at any point? Is it is it all or nothing type of thing where you should be okay with none of the posthumous music or all of the posthumous music? I think it depends on whether or not it's done tastefully. Because there are clearly times where... They have released music that artists have specifically been like, I don't want this released. That is why I have not released it. Yeah. And that's in poor taste. Doesn't matter how long somebody's been dead. That's like, just wrong. Like, what if... That's like somebody's final wish, almost. What if we died and they started putting out the shittiest podcast episodes just that completely we have unedited. Yep. and just expose us? I hope we just do this long enough to where people who discover it later on just have a whole library's worth to listen to. Mm-hmm. I mean, there already is. I mean, we got hours and hours worth That's of true. content, which is crazy to even It think is crazy. About. Um, we have more content than a lot of people can even, like, watch, listen to all of if they're not, like, already caught up. Hopefully. But I think that's kind of cool. That's that, really cool. Uh, and sometimes it's entirely possible that just one of our older episodes will go off statistically as we release more is there more is it more valid in x's case since it's been more recent or is it more valid in an older case i really don't think that that matters time yeah it it depends on i I guess if somebody has died more recently there might be a little more people that might be upset by that personally i don't really think it matters i i almost understand if somebody was about to release something just and release it anyways and somebody yeah or somebody if somebody's doing like a collaboration with someone and they pass away i totally think they should be able to yeah, yeah. do whatever they want with that finish it and release it that's different though because it's I, if it's i my main issue is if it's a label specifically no matter how long it's been just releasing music to milk somebody who's fucking dead that's fucked up and that's where the lines are blurred because to some degree 
I like get we that if you're about, releasing it and some money's going to like the family. That's what I was just going to yeah. say. That's something that we talked about in that first episode. But the thing is, that's most really likely the, the yeah. family's not going to be the only party benefiting. There's no, a lot of the labels are just leeches anyways. They are. Wasn't X signed with Atlantic? Don't get me started on Atlantic. Atlantic's Look the it up real most quick. Fucking I'm actually really curious. Do you think X would have been trying to make music with Kanye? Yes, I, I definitely think so. But it's different. You think they you didn't think work Biggie together when they to were do, alive? Do you think Biggie would be trying to do music with the people? High dollar sign. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Oh my fucking god. I, I don't know about that. I can't even imagine what that would sound like. Oh my god. He was with Empire. That, that also makes sense. I mean, all of the major All of them do that are, shit. Are going but to you just that. know the ones that have done it more because they're the ones you actually yeah. hear about. Because I, I every time some, yeah. some label releases somebody's music, there is a sort of debate about is this actually what they would want? Is it shit that's actually good? And I do think if it's good, there is, there might be more of an obligation to release it. Because maybe, maybe they didn't want to release it for personal reasons. But it could also be the most genuine of their artwork, you know? But they're not even there to differentiate that for True. them. So they're just saying, fuck it. I mean, what if some shit just gets released My th- that, like, embarrassed... Or puts, like, shade on, True. like, their living family members. True. And then it could just be a situation where it's just like, what the fuck? This was <laughs> distasteful as fuck. I don't even... I think outside of music, even, it's really weird that uh, artwork in general becomes more famous or becomes more valuable after the artist dies. Mm-hmm. Like, that's consistent historically. Like, if you can think of an artist, they probably were not that popular when they were alive. And that's fucked up. Um, but that that is somehow the culture. There's there's the expression, uh, give me give me the roses while I'm still here to smell them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's fucked up that a lot of people needed X to die, Pop Smoke to die, before they fucking recognized them for the great artists they really were. Yeah. You know? I think a lot of it is also like a generational thing. Because, like, uh, a lot of old people, if you're not really, if you weren't really, like, listening to, like, modern rap music, you probably wouldn't have been listening to X at the time or Pop Smoke at the time. So then it gets reported on, like, CNN and shit, and they're just getting, like, more exposure than they did when they were alive. And a bunch of old people that uh, are in no way tapped in might tap in and be like, oh, I like an X song. Oh, I like a Pop Smoke song. I do see that, and I, I honestly think that there's something to be said even about shit blowing up, like, mm-hmm. later on, and how just culturally that can be really interesting, because there is a trend societally of, like, 10, 20 years, whatever, stuff kind of resets, and the the culture of a different time becomes a little more popular again. Right now, it's fucking weird, but, like, kids are trying to bring back Y2K stuff. Fucking Please, God, no. Um, but it was just a better time, Preston. Was it? It was the time to be alive. Was it? Bullshit. Um, especially like the style back then. Like Jesus oh fucking God. Christ. I know Biggie's asses. I do think he wasn't alive for that. I do shit. think style has gotten better over time. 
um, I definitely think people have learned to dress better. And, like, but if you go back to, like, the 80s and shit, fucked up. You could not catch me in any of that. Yeah. I'd, I do like that a lot of the time when I look at my outfit, I could be a time traveler. I, I wear Converse. No, no uh, taste relevant to exactly. modern I wear, culture. I wear Converse and jeans and a white t-shirt and, like, a flannel most of the time. You totally look That's, like you'd... I could be from any fucking time period. You look like you'd be asking people, what year is it? Where am I? <laughs> I gotta show you. I don't know if you know who Olin Rogers is. I gotta show you one of his videos. He is a creative genius. You might have heard of the series Final Space. That kind of went off a little while ago. But what is it? What uh... it's an animated series. Um, but he started off doing like YouTube video shit. This is honestly keep this on the pod because I do want people to look him up. And I want to be able to hashtag or add him because he's a really cool dude. Do you have any final remarks on our Biggie predicted nine uh, eleven? Show me the clip. You know the clip. I don't know the clip. It's in uh, Juicy, I believe, where he's like, blow up like the World Trade. And, and what year was it? It was in the 90s, bro. It, it, was, it was 90s rap. It was ready to die big. What? Look at when did Juicy come out. When I figured that out, I was just like, what the fuck? But apparently he was referencing like some other terrorist attack that happened at the World Trade like years ago. But it's just random as fuck. Okay. Ninety four. Yeah. Nineteen ninety three World Trade Center bombing. Interesting. But it is interesting that the song was big on the radio in the nineties, but after nine eleven happened, you know, they didn't play that song in the radio in New York because of that line. Like fucking crazy, bro. Like years after the fact. Yeah. Whoa. And that's another thing about posthumous music like some things are for like a specific period in time Mm -hmm. and that's why i think it's so i think it's more so distasteful like the biggie shit just because like we don't know how biggie would have sounded in 2022 you don't know how he would sound on contemporary beats with contemporary music true we do unfortunately because people are putting them on the shit so yeah, that's all I'll say. My final remark is book. speaking of uh, documentaries a little while ago. Uh-huh. Elon Musk crash course. Is it good? I have no idea. I this is a brand new series. Well, the New York Times presents. Don't go recommending shit that you haven't even watched. What I'm not recommending that. I'm not recommending that. I am just saying look at this fucking picture. He looks like he's trying to... They, they literally told no. him... They literally told him, look insightful, Elon. No, Preston. You know what that looks like? That looks like he's a president, and it looks like he's been stressed out so much by the job that, you know, he's kind of... That he looks that, like he's on fucking crack. That, that staring into space. I'm so... I'm troubled. so tired. I'm so troubled because of the shit that I know that they won't tell the American <laughs> people. I know they really got an Area 51. It's not fucking aliens, I'll tell you that. Oh my god. He would, though, if he really did become... Stop bringing up the president thing, goddammit. If he really did become president, he would absolutely declassify, like, everything. 
absolutely everything that he possibly could at least that'd be nuts that that's that'd be honestly the way this timeline's going though you know it's all kind of falling apart we've really jumped the shark at this point oh, they're just throwing we shit at wrecked us. this programming i mean fuck monkey pox i'm done bro <laughs> i did see that oh my god Streets is done okay uh Welcome to our musical intermission segment. Preston picked the song for us this week. Yeah. A little classic for y'all. Definitely a classic. Prince of Solid Rock, who got it locked, performing live on your hottest fly. As the world turns, I spread like germ. Bless the globe with the pestilence. The hard-headed never learn. This my testament to those burned. Play my position in the game of life, standing firm. On foreign land, jump the gun out the frying pan. Into the fire, transform into the ghost rider. A six-pack and a street car named Desire. Who got my back in the line of fire, holding back? What? My peoples, if you with me, where the fuck you at? Niggas is strapped and they trying to twist my beer cap. It's called a germ. For the bad seed from bad sperm Herb got my wig fried like a bad perm What the blood clots We smoke pot and blows And you just listened to Triumph by Wu-Tang The reason I picked the song is that I was listening to it on the way to work Trying to think of what song we were going to talk about And I heard a line in it that just really caught my attention I hadn't listened to it before This is one of my favorite songs I've listen to this all the time but i it's a line that you haven't picked up before but you there's just, just so much to unpack in the song anyway and, and that's a fa- that's a sign of good music where years down the line you're still picking up shit i mean just looking but, at the lyrics i'm noticing interesting stuff but what what's the line that uh, it is sparks you? i think it's when they're talking about like the the sword style and it really gave me a mental image of the story that they were telling the uh, Inspect the Deck verse where he says, uh, Behold the bold soldier, control the globe slowly, proceeds to blow swinging swords like Shinobi. Yes! I fucking loved that. That it, shit's fire. It really hit me while I was on the way to work, too. Crazy, crazy imagery. I absolutely agree with you. Well, and it's, it's perfect because, like, I'm still waking up, I'm kind of just driving to work, not even thinking... So my, I'm able to, like, daydream a little bit, uh-huh. and I just start daydreaming about the, like... The shit they're talking about. Oh, my God. And it's so dynamic. And it fits with the song, because the, the way that they're rapping, but also the beat's fucking solid. It's definitely not a song that would come out nowadays, because True. it's just a fucking straight posse cut with, like, seven verses, fucking, like... Maybe like 16 to 32 Dude, bars. Dude, it's a five-minute song. Yeah, like, over five minutes. But I will say this. I have a theory about old-school rap that they always like to save like the best verse for last. They used to like to cap off the song true. with the best verse a lot of the time. That's why you're brave if you go first because you have four other motherfuckers after you and if you're not on your shit True. they're gonna fuck you up well, you know what and I'm saying I've steel sharp and steel especially with Wu-Tang. fucking true and I've definitely like said that about early rap where there's just this so much competition so much fucking drive yeah. that that's what makes it all amazing that's what makes it all yeah. memorable and still fucking classic today yeah but yeah, best for last. I think Ghostface and Raekwon at the end of the song. Yeah, they do. I mean, those are my two favorite Wu Tang members in general. Yeah, like I'm a big Ghostface solo guy. Uh, I fuck with uh, Only Built for Cuban Links, of course. 
But just the way uh, Ghostface comes in, and Master Killer is right before him, and Master Killer is not bad, but he he's doing some like lyrical miracle type shit where he's just trying to rhyme, and Ghostface takes you out of that. He says, "Yo, yo, yo, fuck that! Look at these crabs yo, yo, laid yo, back. Fuck that is just right off the bat." He, fuck. Just the way he raps is just so provocative. Like he really is. You two-faced scum of the slum, I got your whole body numb. Blown like Slamir in 81. What the fuck does that mean? That's gonna be Shalimar. Shalimar. New York-based disco at at peak of career of 81. Blowing refers to bro, the horn section. Bro, it's Earth 93 million miles from the first. Rough turbulence, the wave burst split the megahertz. He be spitting, bro. What the fuck? And oh my god. I'm going to talk about this a lot on this segment, but something I really like about the way Ghostface raps, you can't really always tell like where he's going with it. True. And it's also hard to like understand what he's saying sometimes, because he'll talk about like a purple elephant. He and will. be like, what he the fuck did Ghostface just say, bro? And sometimes you never figure it out, but that's just because... True. That's the way he designed it, you know. He was probably doing some real shit, and yeah. he was probably trying to speak in code for a reason. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and, and Raekwon, too. Here's something I just noticed. Old old Dirty Bastard is yeah. at the beginning of the song, and he's like, what, y'all thought you weren't going to see me? And then he doesn't actually give a verse. That's true. He, he just talks at the beginning of the song. Uh, he has... Does he have a verse? It's not a verse. He literally is in there doing, like, a narrator thing. Yeah, interlude. He's doing the interlude. The saga continues. (laughs) Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. I fuck with uh, Method Man in this, though. Method Man was fucking fantastic in that. I really like Method Man. I think he's the Wu member that aged the best. Yeah, just poetically. As the world turns, it spreads like germ... Bless the globe with the pestilence the hard-headed never learn. Who got my back? I'm in the line of fire holding back. What? My peoples, if you with me, where the fuck you at? Yeah. He is talking his shit on there. But I like when he said, uh, with the blood clot, we smoke <laughs> pot and blow spots. Yes. <laughs> so, what really got me in the song was the... the imagery that I was getting though and it really mm-hmm. made me think there is this like throughout rap even but also just in a subculture of the African American community mm-hmm. there is an intense obsession with like Asian culture uh-huh. and that's gone from those sorts of movies that inspired them to like people who are just in love with anime and I think because you see that now where there are rappers who reference anime and uh-huh. shit definitely I think that's just Uzi so interesting. Cardi. I really want to understand, like, how culturally that that, makes sense. that would be something. Yeah, I don't really know. I I have no idea. I've heard just, somebody talk about it, and I was thinking in it about it in my own way of like, in comparison to where it's almost like a, a re- rebellious culture choice mm-hmm. of like you see like just throughout any culture. the intent to rebel against your parents and Uh your parents' taste and your, like, surroundings' taste. So there is probably something where it's like that just clicked for people who felt like they were 
outsiders are wanting to... Because there is a lot of that representation, even, mm-hmm. in Asian media. Also, those movies are all fucking awesome, and if you're, if you're a kid and you're seeing that shit, you're like, yeah, that's a fucking badass. I, I want to play the first part of this Jizza song. I'm not going to play the actual song, but I just want to play like the skit at the beginning that starts off the album. And I want to play this just because it kind of is a good example of like how it can almost like transport you to another world mm-hmm. and make it special in a way that a lot of other shit isn't. I love the album cover. He was the greatest samurai in the empire. And he was the shogun's decapitator. He cut off the heads of 131 lords. It was a bad time for the empire. The shogun just stayed inside his castle and he never came out. People said his brain was infected by devils. My father would come home. He would forget about the killings. He wasn't scared of the Shogun, but the Shogun was scared of him. Maybe that was the problem. Dude, that's literally just storytelling, but yeah. It takes you to another world. And it changes the frame of mind you're looking at. That's true. Listening to their music. They're literally giving you scenery. What's crazy about it is I've never watched that movie. I don't know anything about it. I think I've it, seen that clip. Hearing that it it makes like the whole experience like mm-hmm. it just almost makes it more like sinister and it makes it fucking harder for me. I think that's the beauty of experimental music. Because they can really choose to do that, and it definitely enhances the experience. It gives them more control over like how you're actually going to perceive the song. As far as like Wu-Tang albums, I yeah. feel like that, that second album, Wu-Tang Forever, might be a little underlooked. Yeah. I think it's still heralded as a classic by a lot of people. But I, I, I've mostly just heard... 36 Chambers. That's yeah. pretty much the I mean, that's a great, mainstream one. It's a great album. It, it, is, it is for that reason, but Wu-Tang Forever is really good, too. We're, we're doing God's work by putting a little shine on it right there. So, I want to start this off by asking you this. this. This might not work as well for us just because we're older, Yeah. and when we were younger, our parents probably didn't have that much technology. What was the craziest thing you ever did, like, getting on your parents' like phone or computer when you were just too young to know better? Did you ever, like, install viruses, do stupid shit like that? No. I mean, I have accidentally done that to my own computer, but... I've never done that to fucking somebody else's shit. I mean, depending on how young we're talking about, but I, I've definitely gotten into shit that I was not supposed to. Um, <laughs> like the Playboy stash, everybody's had that experience. No, I've literally gotten... Uh, my mom has a picture of me, but I literally got into like all of her makeup and just destroyed all of it. It was all over the place. Like a bomb went off. <laughs> Kids are stupid. No, dumbest thing I did, I got into, I don't know how old I was, but I got into like some jewelry or whatever and found a bead. For some fucking reason, I stuck that shit up my nose. Is it still up there? Yeah, you can hear it sometimes. Rattling around <laughs> back there. No, um, they were trying to get me to like blow it out. Wouldn't come out. So we go to the ER. Apparently what they would do to fix it is they 
put a catheter up your nose uh-huh. and blow it up and it'll like push it out. That does not sound pleasant at all. A catheter being shoved up your nose and blown up like a balloon. Is that what they did? No. I I think it's because I have a thing where like light makes my pupils contract, makes uh-huh. me sneeze. Which we've talked about on the show before, actually. And so I am pretty sure that I got in there, you know, the really bright fluorescent lights. Uh-huh. And I was probably looking down trying to, like, sneeze it out. And then I finally looked up at them, and it made me sneeze. And I sneezed the beat out. So my weird genetic quirk saved my life. God bless. And I sneezed it out into, like, my dad's hand, basically, too. Like a kid, you know? Kids are fucking gross. They are. So here's the headline. Here's the... Two-year-old orders 31 cheeseburgers after mom leaves leaves phone unlocked. From where... Uh, McDonald's. Hey, McDonald's got some free money. Oh my god. The, the reply I saw was, shout out to the Uber Eats driver who showed up and left 31 cheeseburgers with a baby like, this is not my fucking problem. Oh my god. And it's just like... I would do that, to be honest. Like, if I was in that position, I'd be like, fuck it, here, it's what you fucking asked for. Look at how fucking happy this baby is to have so many goddamn cheeseburgers. That is the best Dude, day of wait, his life. Wait, how many did they order? 31. 31. That doesn't look like 31. That kid's already eaten a few. We got a competitive eater on our hands. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Oh my fucking god, Louie. It looks like a lot of them. It looks like less than 30. 30 yeah. would probably be two layers. Like, fully. It might be two layers. It might be some... Fully. Well, are you saying it's a hoax? (sighs) They're lying. There's no way they got that many. Dude, a baby literally can't even order DoorDash. I don't know how I'm expected to believe this. Oh my god, bro. Likely story, dude. Likely story. I don't trust Twitter. Not a reliable news source, if you didn't know, Louie. I feel like that's some shit I would do if I had the access to it, but like I said, we were kind of born in an age outside we're, of the internet. This is another one of those we're honest on the podcast stories. Uh-huh. Worst thing I ever did, older than that, old enough to know better, which is where it's fucked up. I basically developed a gambling addiction for a mobile game where you had different characters that fought, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you could do, like, a little lottery thing Uh to get better characters and shit. You know, pay-to-play system. Takes advantage of my developing mind. I just start doing it. My ADHD ass is all about the dopamine from it. Get a good character. Ooh, fuck yeah. So I kept doing that shit. And it was a bunch of small transactions. Uh Uh-huh. A thousand micro transactions. (laughs) But it was literally, like, $5,000. That was over the course of maybe three days. Three days, really? So that's nuts. They were able to get a refund. That's good. But I spent like five thousand dollars of my grandma's money well, on a mobile game. Well, I'm glad that you all got the refund. Oh my god! But I will say on a serious note that it is fucked up that they literally design shit like that to take advantage of children. I'm sure they make some money like that. Like, they absolutely have to. There are enough people whose parents do not care about their credit card Mm -hmm. and are just like, here, take my money to get their child to do whatever. I never had, like... But I was definitely... I mean, I swear to God, I know that's that's what it felt like. 
Like, as soon as I was able to grasp the concept of what a gambling addiction was, I was like, honestly, yeah. Like, I could see myself at the slot machines in that moment. Just living in Vegas. Living for the slot machine. I didn't get addicted to it, but I was into the CSGO crate. I never played that. It was like $2.50 to open up a crate. Uh, and, uh, and you could open it, and it could be a knife skin. And a lot of those could be worth like hundreds of dollars. And I did unbox a few knife skins, and they were worth like a couple hundred dollars each. Interesting. But you got to think I probably spent that much money. In oh, really? Crates. So it's just... Uh, it's a circle of life, but you can literally like sell them and get like Steam credit. That you can like buy games and shit. That's kind of cool. So it was Steam's cool. It Steam's really cool as a concept. Steam was the original crypto, and I'm not editing that out. Our hottest take so far. Speaking of McDonald's, hey, you like how I did that? Kanye West x McDonald's is in the works. Kanye West is going to collab with McDonald's, and what does uh, that even mean? Leg- legendary Muji industrial designer Naoto Fukasawa, they're they're redesigning McDonald's packaging, and as oh my you can god. see in the picture, oh my fucking god, it's like a cardboard box. With, like, the burger, like, edited on it. It's not a clear case. It's, like, a painting of the burger on the burger case. So, I hope that's not what it actually looks like. It very well could be. It but, could yeah, really I'm boycotting be. McDonald's now because of that. Because they're just, they're just going off the rails. They're, they're sending 31 burgers to a two-year-old, and they're collabing with Kanye. I, mean, I think that makes sense. I think that's fair. I think they'd understand. That's that is going a little too far. I'm gonna have to go to McDonald's just to see what they have on like the cups. You know they'll put something weird on the fucking like large cup. I will say this: I went to uh, KFC the other day. They had like a picture of like a cartoon of like Jack Harlow's face on the cups. Oh my fucking god! And it's like why? Why? I don't know. Wait, where was that? KFC. Not even in Kentucky. In Indiana. I think I've actually seen an ad for that somehow. <laughs> Brain blast. Jack. Exclusive new menu with Jack Harlow. Bro, what the fuck? The What's Poppin' rapper is obsessed with the southern style fast food joint. Apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> Hypothetically. Keep going. If you've had the fried chicken sandwich, you get it. I don't. This article is I fucking don't. beautiful. And now, Kentucky Fried Chicken is releasing an exclusive menu with Harlow's go-to order. Oh my god. Chicken Sammy. Let's see. His his favorites are apparently spicy chicken sandwich, secret recipe fries, extra crispy tenders, a side of mac and cheese, and biscuits. That's a whole ass meal, bro. Mid- Mid. Oh my fucking god. That's, that's why they call it the Jack Harlow meal. Because it's mid. Louis, what's your go to KFC meal? The Tendies. The Tendies. And they're mid. Everything at KFC is mid. That's Kentucky. It's worse than mid, 
Honestly, can we talk about? Dude, it? there's a dairy Have we already talked about. There's this a on the Dairy podcast? Queen and a KFC within walking distance of my job, and I contemplate getting Dairy Queen like every fucking day. Dairy Queen's underrated. Dairy Queen is underrated, and KFC is overrated. Whack! I don't even know how it exists anymore. I'm surprised it hasn't like steak and shaked. It might begin to that threshold though. It really might be because they really fell off, bro. Like their quality is just not the same it has, as it used to be. It definitely used to be like it used good. To be it fire. You smack. But and like, I don't even mean just like when fucking Colonel Sanders was behind the kitchen counter. Right, because we weren't alive for that. Shit. I mean, like in our lifetime, yeah. it was fire, and yeah. it's not as good anymore. They took away the wedges. Did Dude, you know that? I, th- I think it probably peaked in the nineties, and then was slowly going down from uh-huh. there. Because that's when they, like, were advertising like fucking crazy and growing. Like, if you look up KFC advertisements, which are fucking nuts, they literally have, like, a bunch of shit from that time. Uh, God, the fact that it literally is sold to people in China as what... Or Japan. Shitty American food. No, it's, it's portrayed as what Americans have for Christmas dinner. Culturally, if you go... To a Japanese household for Christmas, it is likely that you will be having KFC. How the fuck are they gonna do that? Like with advertising, the power of advertising. That is fucked up. I don't want people thinking that's what I do. Imagine having KFC for Christmas. Dude. I have a KFC story. <laughs> Go for it. So I was really young, and I had KFC for the first time, and you know I was probably like. I don't know. I was really young, maybe yeah. like four or five years old, and I was like, "That shit hit." So the next time my parents asked me where I wanted to go, I was like, "I couldn't think of the name of the restaurant," so I called it like CFK. CFK. And chicken fries. And my asshole ass parents were pretending like they didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, "CFK, the chicken place." <laughs> And they were like, we don't know what you're talking about. And then one day, we drove by the KFC, and and I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. And and my mom was like, oh, well, I didn't fucking know what you were trying to say. Time to to put Louie in speech so we can... And then I went into speech therapy. That's exactly the timeline of that. (laughs) What fucking God. CFK. Chicken fried Kentucky. Honestly, now I want fried chicken, though. Is What's your favorite local fried chicken place? Oh, fuck. Don't get me started. I'm I love Indies. Indies is like... Indies is alright. Your, your mom will start cooking? You like your mom's fried chicken? Yeah. Yeah, she has good chicken. Nikki makes pretty good fried chicken. Indies is one of my favorites. I love the, the spicy the, shit. The Eagle is one of the yeah, it's supposed chicken to be. joints. And I Great. mean, it's popular, too, as um, it should be. What else? Underrated for, like, just regular fried chicken. You know, uh, Goose Creek Diner? Like, for southern food in general, that place is fire. Um, But just, like, regular fried chicken there. Crispy, tender, peak. I do wish they had, like, a spicy option. Because that's why I love Indies. Spicy is... Just elevates it. There's a video of me at a party eating some Indies chicken... And I'm just like, I think it's like a, 
Bohemian Rhapsody is playing in the background, and I am just, like, vibing to Bohemian Rhapsody while eating a, a drumstick. It is one of the funniest videos. I might be able to show that to you. Man, we need to put that on the podcast thread. That would actually be hilarious. I will do that. Thank you, everybody, for coming out and hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, tonight. Uh, Next week's going to be the last pre-recorded episode, and then I'll be back with a brand new computer. Then we'll be live. And then we're going to be actually live. Dude, that'd be crazy. No, someone someone asked me if we actually did it live. Did I tell you about that? Wait, they literally heard us talking about it like we were doing it live? And they thought it was live? Yes! Let's go, we tricked them. That's perfect. Coming to you live. We want to give you that impression. That actually means we sound like a radio show, almost. If somebody bought it, that's pretty awesome. That's a sign that you kill it on editing. Follow us on socials. In the description. Like my vacation photos. 